Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. Jay Posner in San Diego, Kevin AC. I'm in Peoria, Arizona, on my way to Glendale, Arizona, which is uh, Cactus League Media Day. Uh, AJ Preller, who has not spoken yet, will uh, tell us he's not going to comment on the reason for this, what they call in the business, Jay, an emergency pod. The Padres have made the most monumental free agent signing in Padres history. By some measures, the most monumental in MLB history. Jay, your thoughts? Wait. I thought Greg Garcia signed a while back. Oh, uh, wait. Manny Machado signed or is about to sign or however we're, <laughs> however we're phrasing it. So I, I did. You're right, Jay. So uh, I, um, we, definitely need to, we definitely need to do this uh, today. And in fact, as I was walking over to our, uh, our, our booth here, which would surprise everyone what it actually looked like uh, where where I am and our equipment are. One of our uh, one of our page designers who doesn't work in sports stopped me and and she was like, "Oh my God, I I had to go to Kaiser today to pick up some medicine and people there were talking about the Padres and this new player." <laughs> and she, she she said it's it's front page news and I said it's literally front page news. This will front page of the website. It will be on the front page of the newspaper. This is literally a big deal. And and as you said, the the biggest deal in Padre history. You know, I think it's the biggest, the only two moves that, that come to mind like this for different reasons. One of them was Kevin Brown in 98, just getting a guy like that that was seen as sort of the, to use a word from now, the final piece. Um, but that was almost a one-year rental. The only other one was back in the, uh, after 82 when they signed Steve Garvey and brought him in. The, the franchise had no credibility at that point, uh, and, and Garvey was seen as a big deal playing for the Dodgers. They brought him in. He wasn't a great player here, but he did produce the greatest moment in in Padres history, obviously, against the Cubs. So uh, I, I think, you know, it remains to be seen how this all plays out. But for what we have today, this is a, a as you said, a monumental moment in, in Padres history and, and one that I'm sure, you know, I didn't expect. And I, and I think probably 99.8% of our audience did not expect to see the day when the Padres would commit to a $300 million contract for, uh, for, for anyone. Right. 10 years, 300 million, Manny Machado. And I haven't nailed down the details here, uh, but Manny Machado can opt out after five years. And I, this was expected. I also expect a, a significant big signing bonus because Manny Machado as a Florida resident, uh, will not be, uh, have to pay state income tax on a, uh, on a signing bonus. Sure. Um, as you know, you're, you're taxed in the state where you work on your salary, but a signing bonus is exempt from that. Also, uh, deferred money. And I know that the Padres were going to get very creative on this. Um, you know, one, one of the, one of the funny things, one of the ironic things is the reaction to a story that I did, uh, a month ago, Jay, about, uh, the debt reduction and, and the Padres at that time. The day that story came out was their first meeting with Manny Machado. And at that time, Ron Fowler had said, doesn't anticipate that this debt reduction is getting the debt payments uh, under control would result in any big signings this year unless A.J. Preller convinced he and Peter Seidler otherwise. Well, what I'm hearing is in the last few days and especially today, A.J. Preller gets 95% of the credit for this deal uh, in, in, in terms of his creativity and his relentlessness convincing Fowler and Seidler that now was the time to make this commitment. And, um, and why and, do you th- and, and I, why do we and why do you think that 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 he's so convinced that 
this is the player to do this for. I mean, obviously, Machado's put up some some big numbers in his career. He's only 26. He'll be he'll be 27 in July, um, and he's he's put up numbers. He also under you know got some criticism, especially toward the end of last year. But why do you think that that AJ was so sold on Manny Machado being the guy for to, for the Padres at this point? They believe that. Um, after they did their research, um, and by the way, Eric Hosmer, who has known Manny Machado for a long time, um, and and he vouched for him, and it meant a lot to the Padres. Also, Eric Hosmer's presence, Ian Kinsler's presence, uh, uh, they believe that that is going to uh, have an effect on uh, you know Manny Machado and others. Um, but they believe that Manny Machado is so talented that you know it, it basically outweighs any lack of hustle, real or perceived, mm-hmm. that, that the lack of hustle came in times of, you know, 99% out probability, um, his intensity, uh, they believe, uh, you know, accounts for some of the things he's been accused of, such as kicking Jesus Garcia in the NLCS, not the first time he has uh, been accused of doing that uh, while running out of grounder. Um, but this guy is basically, while there are no can't misses, they believe that his talent is a can't miss here in the prime of his career. Look, his career war uh, through his age 25 season, which was last year, higher than Joe DiMaggio, Barry Bonds, Lou Gehrig, Willie Mays. Uh, he's a pretty darn good player. Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, I would hope that no one would uh, would question that, <laughs> uh, that, that he's a good player. And I, I think if you, you know, look at this, uh, I got a couple texts from people today saying, oh, the, I can't believe the Padres did this, you know, all this money, blah, blah, blah. But look, the Padres, I don't think that these that the Padres are spending money that they don't have. I mean, this is this is a situation where there's, a, there's uh, and I, I read this from, I, I want to give him credit because I read this before I came over here, from, I, I believe his name is Eno Saris from the, from the Athletic. And he, yeah. talk, he talked about some dead money that the Padres have. And I know we've written about that before. Coming off the books, after, I think after this year, actually, the, they have only like $8 million of dead money for next year, and then it's all gone. Hector so that, right, right, so there's a lot of money that they're paying for guys who aren't going to be here or who aren't here right now, and that money all goes back. That money's now available to spend on the team and the players that uh-huh. aren't here. So if you if you figure that even, even if you have Hosmer, Myers, and Machado – all making over twenty million for the next few years, you know. After this year, with with uh, Myers, I believe, if if those guys are making over twenty million, you're still looking at a, a fairly young nucleus in terms of guys like Urias and Tatis and some of these outfielders that aren't going to be making a lot of money uh, uh-huh. right now. It's sort of like that end the NFL deal where you get a quarterback on a rookie contract and it opens up a lot of money elsewhere. So I I don't think that the Padres are putting themselves in a position where like the future of the franchise is at, at risk here. I mean, this shows there's a lot of money in baseball. The Padres are making money and they're, and they have this money. And I think it's great that they're spending money where they should be spending money, which is on players to put on the field and make this a product that people want to come see. They've been criticized over and over and over again, this organization through, through many owners, general managers, whatever, for not spending money. And I think, now they're spending money, and they they deserve to be to to get credit for that. Now, whether they spend it wisely, spent it wisely, is a different story. Last year they spent a lot of money on Hosmer for one year. It wasn't a good deal. We'll see how it turns out. Machado seems to be more of a of a can't miss thing, as you mentioned. Um, 
But this sets things up. I mean, look at look at this lineup. That look at this infield that they they could have going forward now for the next several years. And they have a lot of guys that are under control now for several seasons. You're talking about Hosmer at first, Urias at second, Tatis at short, and Machado at third. That's a golly. We're going to have to do a comparison at some point here. Uh, what we think, uh, where do we think the Padres infield might might rank? Uh, yeah, I mean, once we see what league. right, and once we yep. see what Urias and Tatis turn out to be, uh, yes. I mean, right now, obviously, they're just prospects. And what we see from from Hosmer as well, you know, are we getting you know odd year? Eric Hosmer or even year Eric Hosmer and you also take it behind the plate where you've got you know legitimate guys in in Hedges and Mejia uh back there and and the outfield sure it's crowded and and I I think it's it's crowded with a lot of players who have perceive we perceive them to have a lot of ability and a lot of and a lot of uh promise but we also need to see it I mean who's who's going to emerge from Cordero and Reyes and and Renfro and and Manny Margot uh, and and obviously Myers is pretty much guaranteed a spot uh, for the time being. But uh, you know that that's a pretty it's a pretty good group if everybody performs like the Padres think they're going to perform. And so I think there's two stories, Jay, and you touched on one of them. And, and I'm glad that you differentiated between whether they spent it wisely. That's up for debate. But the fact is. Two years ago, Will Myers, richest contract in team history. Last year, Eric Hosmer, richest contract in team history. And this year, Manny Machado, you know, until Bryce Harper signs, richest contract in any American, or free agent contract in any mm-hmm. American sport ever. So uh, they're spending money. Uh, the other story is, okay, so what does this mean for 2019? I will tell you, and go ahead and laugh if you want, because spring is the time for optimism, <laughs> but I'm comparing it to last year when the Padres were realistic. We got no shot. Even before the signing of Machado, whether they were misguided or it was spring optimism, Padres players and coaches were talking about the fact that they legitimately believed they were going to be better and challenge the Dodgers. Um, okay, fine. I kind of rolled my eyes in some of their faces um, and you know wanted to really see what that was about. Well, now they obviously think they're contenders, and, and we can sort of still say, well, wait a minute, what about the pitching? Um, that I, I will, definitely right. remains to be seen. I, I will say, without question, they are a better team when Machado comes to Peoria and signs his contract than they are before he does that. Now, whether they're contenders, I, I'm I'm not buying into that yet. I'm not buying into contenders when, when I see the pitching staff the way it is. But I, I also think that this is not, and this is what I told this is what I told someone on a text today. This is not a one-year play. You know, you're not signing you're not signing guys like Hosmer and Machado and and even Myers, for and 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 even bringing up guys like Tatis whenever he gets here and Urias and the rest of them. This is not a one-year play for 2019. In 1998, that was a one that was a one-year play. You know, they had reasons why they were doing that. This is a play for a, a, a year down the line, two years down the line, and I think. Yeah, they'll be better this year, and and hopefully some of the, for their sake, some of this pitching, you know, develops. And and I I do think we talked about on our spring training preview podcast that some of these guys, you know, Matt Strom's going to do more this year, and a couple of these guys coming up that you'd expect them to be to be better. But you know, there was a reason that that, and I didn't buy into this. The over under on their wins was like seventy six and a half, you know, ten more than last year. So there were people out there because Vegas is not in the business to lose money either. There were people out there that were expecting this team to be better. Now, how much better? We'll find out. Are they going to have? Is this a winning team right now? I, I'd say that's iffy. 
uh, based on the pitching that I've seen. But again, right. is, is this their final roster? I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll see. We'll see what develops. Uh, but I, there's no question that this team should be better uh, and and quite a bit better. But I, as far as contending against the Dodgers, I certainly don't see that happening this year. And I think that that's absolutely fair, absolutely fair, and it's a point that I've made. You know, when I when you interview someone and they tell you something, you say, "Well, wait a minute, what about this?" Um, and certainly, the way that the people who are talking uh, today in the organization, and not many of them are, um, they say, "Yes, this was a long-term play." But hey, let me tell you why we think we can. And you know, some of it has to do with, you know. If the Diamondbacks and the Giants aren't what you thought they were going to be last year, the Giants certainly didn't end up being what you thought they were mm-hmm. going to be last year. Uh, and, and so anyway, they they believe they are much better. And guess what? All the guys in uniform, they have to believe they're better. And oh, they I have would, to yeah. believe. They're I would better. hope. So, so good for them. So. And, and you know what? They became more entertaining. And I would expect that, uh, the, that uh, fans and maybe some non-fans uh, would, uh, would uh, you know, Get out there to, to see Manny Machado this year where there might not have been too much motivation in the minds of people before today. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I haven't heard anything yet, and, and you know, that's one of the I'm things we... I'm looking into it, Jay. I we, promise. No, I know. It's one of the things we <laughs> talked about doing was where where are they in terms of tickets, and, and you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if season ticket sales were down, uh, you know, after last year, and I, I don't know what the, what the percentage is, but I also wouldn't be surprised if there were a lot of people, a lot more people today that are interested... In, in going to Petco, you know, coming up this spring and summer, and not just for the beer and the barbecue and the and the fish tacos, but to, to see to see this baseball team. And and again, they have to produce on the field as people think they they are going to before everybody can just buy in and say, sure, we're you know, this is a contending team. I, I don't see them at that point right now, but I do think that. They're in. The, they're progressing in the right direction, and and today is a huge step toward contending. You know, as early as next year, depending on what other kind of moves can be made. Uh, you know, between now and and the end of March of 2020. Right, and uh, you know, I think as I close in here on uh, Cactus League Media Day, where I will at least I will be among the people at least trying to get uh, something out of AJ Preller, and so I do apologize for any sort of. Uh, distraction uh, i was driving during this time so kudos to me plus i'm incredibly jacked up on caffeine um but um, as far as what they might do by the end of this march um they're looking at, at, at veteran pitchers so the it, consistent today and yesterday and the day before and the day before they don't anticipate that they're going to make any moves but look is anyone Really going to try to predict what AJ Preller uh, is doing, but as of now, they, this could this very well could be the roster that uh, takes on the Giants on the 28th of March or 29th. I forget. I think it's it's the 28th. So uh, we'll, yeah. we'll go for there. I'll be there. I'm I'm sure you will, and I and I will as well. And it will be a, a, the final opening day for Bruce Bochy, uh, one of the great uh, one of the great Padres of the of the past. And uh, Madison Bumgarner always makes things interesting. And now the Padres have become more interesting. So we will let you go, Kevin. You've, you've done enough distracted driving. I'm already worried about your expense account for Red Bull. I, I'm not even sure how much, how much we allow for that between Red Bull and Starbucks. But um, anyway, please, please be careful. And uh, uh, thanks for doing the emergency podcast. And we will be back uh, either at the end of this week or the beginning of next week with another one. Absolutely. We'll uh, we'll talk to you later. Thanks, everyone, for joining us.